Hey everyone, it's Adam and you're listening to the Embrace Podcast. God is doing so many incredible things at all of our physical locations in South Dakota, in Minnesota, and also online. Learn more about Embrace and how to get connected at IamEmbrace.com. I hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump in. Hey guys, it is so good to see all of you. I hope everyone's doing all right so far today. My name is Adam. It is officially Christmas season, which I am so excited about personally for us as a church. And today we are starting up our new series for Christmas called To From, To From. Now, when I think about To From, I immediately think about text messages. Like you send a text message to someone and you receive a text message from someone else. But with texting, there is absolutely nothing worse than when you accidentally send a text message to the wrong person. Can I get an amen in the house of God? Has anyone been there before? No line, Santa's watching you, okay? This week, I Googled and searched text messages to the wrong person, and I think I have a new hobby because this was fantastic. Check out this first one. Hey, Sophie, who is this? LOL, you gave me your number no, no more than five minutes ago. I think she gave you the wrong number. Ouch. That's rough right there. This next one. My name's Mario. Just wanted to know if I could come and take a look at your car you have for sale. When are you available? Cheers. I should be available after six tomorrow. Good night, beautiful. Can't wait to have you in my arms. Love and miss you. XO. Look, man, I'm just interested in the car. Gosh. Crap, right? Son of a gun. Then this last one, I thought this last one was great too. How's our pregnant little daughter? Mom, how did you know? I meant precious. Sorry, typo. Wait, what? Oh, nothing. I'm doing fine. Try to explain, try to explain that one, right? Again, to, from. At first, I think about text messages, but during this time of the year, I also think about Christmas presents. I mean, on every Christmas present, there's a sticker, unless you're cheap and you just pull out a Sharpie and write on it, there's a sticker on the present that says, to, from. Examples, to Grayson, from dad, to Becky, from Adam, right? To Santa, from Satan, right? Santa, Satan, same thing, right? No difference. But this Christmas for our series, we are gonna look at different people in the Christmas story. People like Mary and Joseph and the wise men. We're looking at these, these different people and the gifts they have to give us. Wisdom that they have from their experiences, insights that they've gained through what they've gone through. They each have a different gift to give us. And so today, the gift that we're going to look at is a gift to the fearful from Mary. To the fearful from Mary. Now, before we hop into today's story, a quick side note, my greatest hope for all of us is if this Christmas story is new or confusing to you, maybe you've heard bits and pieces of it, maybe it's brand new, my hope is that it would make sense and it would connect with you right where you are. And on the flip side, if you've heard this Christmas story a million times, a few years back, we had someone tell one of our pastors, a longtime Jesus follower, say that they don't like coming to church during Christmas because they already know the story and it's always the same exact story. 
If that's you, yes, that's true. It is the same story. It'd be weird to preach on anything other than Christmas during Christmas story, but it's also the best story. And every time that we open up scripture, folks, it speaks to us. If we're willing, if we're open, if we're, our ears are open, God speaks every single time. And so my, if that's you, my hope is that you'd hear this story in a new and fresh way. And the parts that feel routine or dead to you would absolutely come alive this Christmas. So jumping in on that note, here is what we are told. God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, to a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. God sends an angel, a messenger of God to this young Jewish girl, a virgin named Mary. Most believe that Mary would have been a teenager and she is engaged to a man named Joseph when out of nowhere, this angel shows up and says, greetings, hello, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Terrifying, right? Mary's response, confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Again, Mary is confused and disturbed. This can also translate to say greatly troubled. And who wouldn't be? A freaking angel just showed up, right? And Mary is literally speechless. She says nothing. She is totally quiet. And in response to her speechlessness, the angel says this, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Once again, don't be afraid. In the Greek, this word translates to the word phobio, which is where we get our word phobia, an extreme fear. I mean, to sum this up, in this moment, Mary's afraid. She's greatly troubled. She is fearful. And what is she fearful of? Well, just think about it. I mean, first off, there's the initial fear of seeing an angel. Just to confess, as a kid, there was this place up in Fargo, North Dakota called Piccadilly Circus. If you've ever been there before, you know. On stage, they had this giant, mean-looking gorilla that could talk and sing. And it was terrifying, folks, okay? No judgment in the house of God. God sees your heart, Okay. Well, I was the kid that was so scared that I would hide under the table the entire time while eating my pizza. My mom always used to say, Adam, you're a freshman in college. Just get out of the table. <laughs> Come out. Just stop. You know? But seriously though, Mary's seen an angel. What's she fearful of? She's also fearful of what other people will think. She's engaged, but she's not married. At this time, it would have not just been a scandal. It would have been appalling. It would have been appalling. Just even that, there's the fear of being labeled for the rest of her life. An adulterer, a cheater, use goods. There's also the fear of what Joseph will think. Put yourself in Joseph's shoes. I would struggle to understand. I would struggle to get my mind around how my fiance was pregnant if I knew that I had not been with her. But just picture being Mary. How am I gonna tell him this? How am I gonna explain this? He's going to leave me. For Mary, there's also the fear of change. I know for myself, when I found out that I was going to be a dad, I wasn't 14 like Mary. I was 24, and I was terrified. 
There's also the fear of responsibility. I mean, this angel tells Mary that she's not just going to have a baby, but he's also the son of the most high. Translation, he's also God. No pressure, mom. Don't screw him up, right? Seriously, though, this statement, this one statement, you are going to conceive and give birth to a son. This one statement would have raised the anxiety level inside of Mary. Once again, she's scared. She's troubled. She's afraid. She is fearful. What about you? What about you? Have you ever received news or a text message? Just that in reading this message, you're, you felt weak. You felt sick to your stomach. Just in getting this news, fear, it consumed you. Maybe it was words from your doctor, like, I'm sorry, but we can't find your baby's heartbeat. Words from your doctor, like, I'm sorry, but the cancer has come back. Maybe it was a text message from a boss or maybe a former spouse of yours that just said, we need to talk. Can we talk right now? Or like Mary, have you ever been fearful of what other people think about you? People gossiping about you after you've made a mistake. People talking behind your back when they found out a part of your story. People judging you or labeling you. Cheater. Divorced, two-faced, stupid. Or how about fitting in? Ever been fearful of not belonging? I always used to think fitting in was something you got over after you, you left middle school. It turns out it's a lifelong thing. Whether you're a college student, whether you're 30 at a job, whether you're checking out a church as a family for the first time, talk about awkward or you've just recently retired, there's that question of, do I fit in? Where do I belong? For some of us, there's fear around our kids, just worrying about every little thing with them. For others of us, there's the fear of being single. There's the general fear around money, around death. There's the fear of what's happening in our world at any given moment. I know for myself on a weekly basis, my greatest fear is failure. In what area? Every area. This being totally candid. Last Sunday, I was in church. I didn't preach, and so I came to church with my family. And during the service, as I was sitting there, fear, it just took a hold of me out of nowhere. I'm sitting in church, and I'm having this fear of failing as a dad, failing as a pastor, failing as a leader. Failing in the area of impact, I long to make a difference with my life. Again, last Sunday in a church of all places, I was a mess and fear, it consumed me. Fear is crippling. On a physical level, fear is physically, like literally unhealthy for us. It impacts our immune system. It impacts our, our sleep habits. It can cause migraines and chronic pain. Fear, it keeps us from thinking straight. It robs us of our joy. It keeps us from making decisions, from pushing the boundaries, from, from stepping out in faith. Fear keeps us from trusting God. Again, fear is it's crippling. Question for you, what are you fearful of? Like right now, what are you fearful of? Like currently, as we speak,
What are you walking through? What are you struggling with? What are you facing? That's filling with you with fear. What is it? In your own mind, I challenge you to get specific. Like, try to put a name to it if you can. What are you fearful of? Maybe you're even fearful of the question. It's like feelings? I don't do feelings. Fear? What are you fearful of? Okay, so, so, so come back. Some of you, you started thinking about your fear and your anxiety levels are skyrocketing. And this angel, this, this messenger, he comes to Mary and Mary's afraid. She's, she's fearful and angel tells her, don't be afraid. You're, you found favor with God and you're gonna have a, a baby named Jesus. Mary's response, but how can this happen? I'm, I'm a virgin. Mary's like, I, I, what? I explain this. I just, I just picture Mary trying to explain the birds and the bees to this angel. The angel replies, though, listen to what the angel says back. The angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so the baby to be born will be holy. And he'll be called the Son of God. For the word of God will never fail. The angel explains, it's all God. This baby comes from him. This baby will be holy, set apart, different than any baby that's ever been born before. And all of this will happen. How? Because the word of God never fails. Listen to what Mary says back. This is so important. Listen to what she says back. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Once more, Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. Servant. Here's what I want us to take away. Again, Mary sees this angel and she's, she's afraid. She's, she's fearful. She's deeply troubled. But in this moment, she fights this fear. Like she is fighting back by declaring and establishing who she is. I am the Lord's servant. She, Mary, she's a servant to God, not a servant to fear. She declares, she fights back. She, again, she is troubled. She's feared with phobia, deep, extreme fear. And yet in this moment, she fights back and makes it clear she's a servant to God, not a servant to fear. Mary's saying in this moment, above anything or anyone else, the Lord is my master. The Lord is my master. I am his servant and he is my Lord. May what he says, even if it does not make sense to me, may what he says happen and take place. Why? Because I trust in him. Hear this, what you're fearful of, what you're fearful of is what you're a servant to. What you're fearful of is what you're a servant to. I'm not talking about spiders and mice and blah, blah, blah. What you're fearful of is what you're a servant to. Seriously, if you trace back where your fears are coming from, you'll quickly find out what you are a servant to. You'll quickly find out the truth. And it might terrify you. It's like, really? That's what I'm fearful of. If you trace it back, you will discover 
To be clear, there's so many good things in life that are important. And we as Christ followers are called to serve, to serve our families, our spouses, others, strangers at work. Jesus tells us to serve over and over again. But when it comes to our first priority, like the foundation of who we are, we should not be a servant to anything or anyone other than God. And I'm just saying, the moment that this shift takes place, the moment that it happens, what takes place? Fear creeps in. The moment that we get this backwards, the moment that we shift this, fear creeps in, it takes over, it consumes us. Earlier, we asked the question, what are you fearful of? Honestly, a better question, what are you a servant to? What are you a servant to? You can just think about that. What are, what are you a servant to? And folks, I'm no different. I'm in the same boat. What are you a servant to? Just think about it. Why do I get so fearful around my job? And if sales aren't going well, and if I don't get a promotion, and I'm, I'm looking and checking my phone 24-7, is it because you're a servant to security? Or like me, are you a servant to success? How's that for being honest? And why am I fearful of what other people think? Like, why am I such a people pleaser? Why does the comments of one person completely ruin an otherwise perfect day? Is it because I'm a servant to the opinion of others? And why does anything connected to health, our health, my parents' health, our kids' health, immediately paralyze us with fear? Just to share it, anytime I get a message or a phone call from my mom or from my dad at a strange time of the day, my very first thought is fear. Are they okay? Again, this last week, my, my, my dad was in and out of the hospital. I saw the text message that he was in the ER early in the morning and immediately. Fear. And rightfully so. Death and health stuff is super scary. But are we so scared of death that we forget to live? Are we so scared of death that we forget that God is still good? That we can trust him? That the promise of heaven is something we can hold on to? Again, death and hell stuff is so scary, but we shouldn't be servants to it. For all of us, whether it's your dating relationships, your marriage, control, money, your kids trying to fit in, if you become a servant to these things before God, if the foundation of who you are is found in anything but him, you will be controlled and consumed with fear. Once more, what you're fearful of is what you're a servant to. Back to Mary, what about Mary? She's a servant to God, not a servant to fear. 
back to Mary. She's a servant to God, not a servant to fear. Her, her first priority is him. Her foundation is him. And yes, she has this moment of fear, just like we all do, but she fights back and she declares, I will not be a servant to fear. Why? Because above anything or anyone else, I am a servant of the Lord. For those of us who follow Jesus, are you truly a servant to God? Are you a servant to God? I mean, really? Or are you a servant to God for one hour and then the rest of the week you go back to being a servant to everything else? I have a friend in the church who's a business leader and he's constantly struggling in a a good way with, with not becoming a servant to his business. I mean, his business is up and to the right and he's constantly asking himself questions like, am I doing this for God? Am I doing this for myself? Are these priorities that I have, are they pleasing to him or displeasing to me? Because there's a big difference. He is constantly trying to keep God at the center of his life with his words, but so much more so with his actions, with his actual life with his decisions. He's constantly like putting God back at the center. And several times he's told me, he's just said, Adam, anytime I get this backwards, anytime I get this screwed up and I get my life caught up and my identity is all about my business, it's not good for me. I get restless, I get anxious, fear immediately creeps in. You see, here's the truth. When you're a servant to God, fear loses its power. When you're a servant to God, fear loses its power. When God is our first priority, when our our foundation is him, when when he is our master, fear loses its ability to control us. It has no power, none, zero. Have you heard about our God? It has no power. When you're a servant to God, you have nothing to fear. If you keep reading through the gospel of Luke, eight verses later, Mary is singing for joy. They call this section of the Bible Mary's song because she literally breaks out in singing. To be clear, at this point, Mary is still gonna have a baby. She still has not spoken with Joseph yet. She still will most likely be criticized and labeled by others. It's all the exact same circumstances. The only difference when you're a servant to God, fear loses its power. And in the face of fear, you can even sing. There can be such a peace and a joy that even in the midst of this fear that you're still standing before, you're still walking through, you're you're still battling, you are able to sing. Why? Because of God. Fear loses its power. And so this gift that we're given today, again, it's, it's to the fearful, and it's from Mary. And this gift from Mary, what is it? It's a prayer. It, it's a simple prayer that we can speak at any time and any circumstance. It's a, it's a prayer and a promise that we can hold on to to fight any fears that we face. And the prayer, Lord, I am your servant. Any time, any place, any circumstance, this gift, Lord, I am your 
servant. This Christmas, as you and I face fears, which we will, fears will in fact come. I can't encourage you enough to speak these words, to pray this prayer, to hold on to Mary's gift to us, Lord. I am your servant, Lord. I'm not a servant to my fear. I'm not a servant to security. I'm not a servant to success. I'm not a servant to the opinion of others. I'm not a servant to what other people think about me or have said about me or have labeled me. I'm not a servant to my my addiction, to this or that. I am your servant. Today, some of you are speaking these words, these words for the very first time. Lord, I am your servant. Others of us, we maybe spoke these words years ago, but at some point we got them backwards. This isn't a one-time and a lifetime sort of thing. It's a daily, if not minute-to-minute thing. Lord, I am your servant. The moment you see that shift take place in your soul, in your day, in your week, and you just know that you've gotten it backwards, just in that moment, even fall to your knees if you need to, Lord, I am your servant. Once again, this gift today, it's to the fearful. It's from Mary. Let's pray. Gracious Father, Heavenly King, we come before you thankful for who you are, thankful for who you are. This week in particular, I just had random people just tell me that they were struggling with fear and they had no idea of what we were even talking about today. God, we struggle with fear. That question, God, it was, it's, been, it's been a heavy one for me to think about. What am I a servant to? Really? Lord, when we're a servant to you, fear loses its power. Right now in this moment, I can't encourage all of us just between us and God to speak the words, Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant. God, I've gotten it backwards. I am your servant. Lord, I'm praying this for the first time. Lord, I am your servant. God, we're thankful that it's your power, not ours. We have none. It's who you are, not who we are. When we become a servant to you, fear loses its its power. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. All God's people said, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I am Embrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at I'mEmbrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.